All right, let's jump into this. So we're in a new series. It's called No Zeros. I want to explain to you what we're talking about here. No zeros, because I know that's kind of a vague title. This is a thought that came to me about seven months ago, and the idea behind no zeros is this, that every single one of us is called to produce fruit for the kingdom of God. There are to be no zeros. So here's how it came about. I'm sitting around with about 20 pastors, and about this time every year, our church year ends, and we have to turn in our numbers to, to the district and the general church. And so one of the pastors there made this comment that just stuck in my head. He said, how can it be that a church full of people that call themselves followers of Christ can have zero new conversions in a year? So here, let me pull up our chart here. So here is our last uh, 19 years or so. You can see, this is, this is our numbers. You can see on the left side, conversions last year, 20. That's great, we should celebrate 20 people coming to know Jesus through this church. And then you've got all these different numbers, but this pastor said, I don't know how any church could ever have a zero. And I thought about that, and, and I think our first reaction to that would be, man, that that church, that pastor, they're not a very good church. That, that pastor's really not doing a very good job. But, but I immediately, you know what my first thought was when they, when they asked that question, how could it be that a church could have zero conversions in a year? You know what my first thought was? Who in my life have I brought to Jesus in the last year? See, it's easy to sit and point fingers, and honestly, I look at the number 20 there, and I want to celebrate 20 conversions, 20 people coming to know Jesus, but I got to tell you, there's like 500 people in this church, and I believe God's calling is not for just the pastor to bring people to Jesus. I believe God's calling is for each and every one of us to produce fruit for the kingdom, and I believe that that number, although it's great and it should be celebrated, should be much higher because I believe every one of us are missionaries that God is sending to the people around us. So, so we're talking about no zeros. Turn to the person next to you and say, no zeros. Now I want you to get a little bit more stern and I want you to say, don't be a zero. Don't be a zero. No zeros. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? If each and every one of us owned that first column's number right there, can you imagine if each and every one of us lived every day thinking about the fact that God is calling us to build the kingdom? No zeros. All followers of Jesus are called to bear fruit. So I want you to make a commitment. I want you to look at someone near you, and I want you to give them a thumbs up if you're willing to make this commitment. Through this series, we're going to talk about four different things, but I want you to make this commitment that you will not be a zero. So look at someone around you. If you can make that commitment, give a thumbs up. No zeros. All right, I see a lot of zeros in here. All right. All right, let's try again. Look at the person next to you, and if you're willing to make the commitment that I'm going to bear fruit for the kingdom give a thumbs up. All right, that's a lot better. Thank you, guys. That makes me feel a lot better about where we're going. <laughs> so four things we're going to look at through this series. Um, the four C's. Number one is being connected. That's what we're talking about today. Number two is the fruit of character. See, fruit is not just conversions, but, but fruit is growth in character, that we become more like Jesus Christ. Um, three, 
growth of conduct, that as we are changed, as we grow in character, we love and serve others more. Our conduct grows, and then the fourth is conversion. The kingdom grows through that. And and so these are the four C's, the four things we're going to talk about. Today we're going to talk about being connected. So stand with me. We're going to read John chapter 15. We're going to be in John 15 throughout this series, but today we're going to go one through eight. I'll read, and you can just follow along on the screen. I am the true vine, Jesus says, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Go ahead and have a seat. There's no way you can read John chapter 15 and not understand that every single one of us is called to bear fruit. Every single one of us. That's the theme of this series. Every single one of us is called to bear fruit for the kingdom of God. So, so Jesus talks about three different roles, three different things we see in verses one through eight. Three roles. So we're going to talk through those real quick. The first is Jesus' role. In verse one, he says, I am the true vine... And then he talks about the Father's role, and my Father is the gardener. So let's start with that. I am the true vine. Oftentimes, we get this confused, and we think that we are the source of the fruit that that we bear for the kingdom, that it's us that control that. And in Scripture, over and over again, when, when Jesus talks about um, the people of God, and when the people of God try to be the vine, when the people of God try to do it on their own power, they fail miserably. And there, there are mentions in, in Isaiah and Jeremiah and Psalms of Israel being unfaithful as a vine, because the truth is this, if bearing fruit is your responsibility alone we're doomed. We cannot bear fruit apart from the true vine. So Jesus says, I am the true vine. Don't get it confused. It's not about you. It's not about your skills. It's not about your abilities. It's not about what you can produce. It's about what Jesus produces through us. We are not the vine. We are a branch. Jesus is the true vine. Vine, this is a big statement. And Jesus is the vine that we can never be on our own. So let me just, let's just take some, some joy in that. Your fruitfulness does not rest on your ability. Your spiritual growth is, does not rest on your ability to pull up your bootstraps and make it happen. Jesus is the true vine. Only through Jesus can we produce the fruit that we are created and called 
to produce. So Jesus is the true vine. The second thing is his father. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. So let's look at what, what the father does, what Father God does. Verse 2 and 3, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will bear even more, be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. So, so there's two things we can do as branches. Everyone understand your branch, turn and say, you're a branch. It's the first time anyone's ever told you you're a branch, right? We're new ground today. This is good. So we're a branch. Jesus is the true vine. There's two things we can do as branches. Number one, we can be unproductive, unfruitful. We can just be a branch that's wasted. Or number two, we can be a branch that produces fruit. Jesus is the true vine. The only way we can produce fruit is through Jesus. But the Father is the gardener, and it says he cuts off every branch that bears no fruit. So let's talk about these two things, not producing fruit, producing fruit. So anybody that does not produce fruit, it says he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Now I want us to see something a little deeper here. The word used there is iro. See, I... I I think when you hear that he cuts off every branch that doesn't produce fruit, this can be a little scary for us as Christians. Because let's be honest, in a church of, if let's say there's 300 of you in here right now, I'm going to guess there's a decent amount of you that in the last week, maybe even month, perhaps even year, you have not seen spiritual kingdom fruit in your life. So if you're reading this, you might be tempted to think, oh no, God is coming to chop me off and I'm gonna be done, but I want you to see this. The word used here is iro, which means to raise up, to elevate, to lift up. So, so here's the thing, the gardener, sometimes when a branch would fall to the ground, it would stop producing fruit because it wouldn't be in the sun and it would be on the ground. And, and so the gardener would come and would lift it up to help it be in the light and produce fruit. I've got good news for you today. If you're one of those people that says, hey, in the past week, month, year, I just haven't been doing what I'm supposed to do. My, my faith has not been producing fruit. I've got good news for you. I believe that what Jesus is saying is that the Father wants to lift you up. Now, hear me very clearly. There will be a day of judgment and there will be a lot of people at that day of judgment who have called themselves Christians their whole lives but have not produced fruit. And at that day, I believe there will be branches that are cut off and thrown in the fire. But I think God's will is for each and every one of us to be lifted up, connected to the vine, producing fruit. So the first thing, if, 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 maybe there's some of you in here who would say, man, I just have not been producing the fruit that I'm supposed to, I haven't been connected to the vine the way I'm supposed to. If that's you today, I want you to just, just mark these words. Lord, lift me up. Iro, lift me up. Help me to be what you created and called me to be. So that's the people that don't bear fruit. The people that do bear fruit, it says, with, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will bear even more fruit. He prunes those that bear fruit. You know what that means? That means if you are producing fruit for the kingdom through the power of Jesus Christ, there's going to be pruning. This is kind of tough because we want to think, hey, I produced the spiritual fruit like God produced it in me, so I'm good. Here's the fruit. 
Jesus says, no, the Father is the gardener that wants to prune that because when you produce fruit, the idea isn't that you stop producing fruit, but that you continue to produce more fruit. We are all called to produce fruit continually. Let me tell you why this is so important. There's a lot of churches and there are a lot of Christians around the, this country especially, but around the world, who at one point, they were connected to the vine and they were producing fruit like crazy and the kingdom was growing and they got so proud of that fruit and somewhere along the way, just like the Israelites and the people of God, they got disconnected from the vine and now these churches are sitting here and saying, remember the good old days? Remember back when we had the fruit? That's not God's will. Listen to me. God's will is for his church and his people to produce fruit continually. You know they say that a church when it hits 60 years old begins to decline? Guess how old we are as a church? We're like in our early 60s. Thank you, Jackie. 65 years old. I knew someone would know. <laughs> if I was a better uh, studier of the boards in the hallway, I would know. 65 years old. So you know by what they say, we should be declining. But can I tell you something? God's will is not for churches to have glory days and then to die out. God's will is that we stay connected to the vine and we continue to produce fruit. And our best days are not behind us. Our best days are ahead of us because we're going to stay connected to the vine. And the Father is going to prune us and we're going to continue to grow. As long as we're not all zeros, <laughs> stay connected to the vine. Bearing fruit is not a one-time occurrence. The true disciple of Christ will continue to bear fruit, will continue to bear fruit. Now, let's talk about what pruning looks like. I just got back from Guatemala. I'll just be really honest with you. That was a very uncomfortable trip for me. I don't really like it when it's hot. We talked in Guatemala about the possibility of returning, and I said, I would love to come back in the winter. <laughs> because for like five days, it was just nothing but sweat. It was an uncomfortable trip. And even this, like there was a language barrier. I took four years of Spanish um, in high school. I feel like I know a little bit of Spanish. But I'll be honest with you, there were moments where I was in situations where I was uncomfortable because I couldn't communicate with the people around me. Sometimes pruning, in fact, most of the time pruning, is uncomfortable. When we step out of our comfort zone and go to a place that we're not usually at, that's when God is working, and sometimes God shakes things up. Listen, I know some of you remember the good old days when it used to be this way, and there was fruit, and people ran the aisles, and all that good stuff, and that's great. But I believe God is continuing to prune us, and it may not look like it did before, but I believe God has something new that God wants to do today and tomorrow and every day after. Don't get caught up in the good old days, because if you don't prune it, guess what happens with a branch that produces fruit? It won't produce any more fruit. So we continue to bear fruit. So what's our role? The first role is Jesus is the true vine. The second role is the Father prunes um, the, the branches so that they continue to produce fruit. So what's our role? Anyone want to take a stab at it? 
Don't put the scripture up there. That's cheating. What's our role? Well, obviously, I mean, we're supposed to produce fruit. So our role is to get the best pastors, the best worship pastors, the best music, the best sound system. All, you know, we're just supposed to do the best we can to produce fruit, right? Verse 4. Here's our role. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Can I tell you, we could have the best speakers, and we don't, but we could. Uh, And we could have the best music. And we could have the coolest lights and, and all the, be- the best facilities. We could Listen, none of those things are bad. Good preaching is a good thing. Good music is a good thing. Good lights are a good thing. A good building is a great thing. We ha- we've been blessed with a wonderful building, but can I tell you that that's not what's going to build the kingdom? What will build the kingdom is when, uh, when we, the branches, remain in Jesus Christ. You, you know I like to confess to you, right? This past week, I'm in Guatemala on a missions trip with our teenagers. And can I just be really honest with you and tell you that I was struggling in my heart There were things that I was struggling with deeply, not, I wasn't living in sin, I wasn't doing anything wrong, but I had a deep struggle within me, and I kept thinking, I've got to get over this struggle, I don't want to struggle with this anymore, I've got to do better, I've got to do better, and you know what Jesus said to me? Remain in me. You know the key to getting over my struggles? It's my relationship and my connectedness with the true vine, Jesus Christ. On our own, we cannot bear fruit. You can't will yourself to get past temptation or struggling. You can't will yourself to produce fruit, to bring conversion and character and conduct. You can't do it. Remain in me. This is pretty freeing. Because all we're called to do is to stay connected to the vine. And the vine will produce fruit through us. See, we could copy the formula. We could do everything in our power. But if it's in our power, it's a failure. We are to remain in him. The word remain that's used there is mano, which means to stay, to continue, to be present. That's what we're called to do. The thing that is going to make the future of the kingdom great through this church is not getting the most talented people. It's all of us staying connected. Can you imagine something for me? For a second, can you imagine if every single one of us in here were wholly connected to the vine, reading the word, praying daily, worshiping with all our heart, if we were all focused in on being connected to Jesus Christ every day, can you imagine what would happen? Our number was 20 for conversions. I'm just going to tell you, I think that would like blow up. 
Because if we will remain in Jesus Christ, we will bear fruit. I was thinking about this as we were walking around. So I know a little bit of Spanish. Um, hablo, um, oh, now I'm going to mess that up. <laughs> hablo Espanol un poco, pero no mucho. Me llamo Pastor, Pastor Alejandro Mahaffey y soy un pastor de uh, la Iglesia Nazarene, Nazareno in Westchester, Ohio. Um, and, and so I would get, so here's the thing, I'd be in the market. We went to the market the other day and we've got, we've got a couple people that speak Spanish with us and I would start feeling pretty good about myself and I'd start a conversation and my translator would be right there and I'd start that whole spiel, because that's all I know, that, just that. <laughs> I know a few words. But I would be having that conversation and everything would be going good and then, and then like the, the translator would be like, oh, he's doing fine and would walk off. And then they would start speaking. And I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> I don't even know how to say slow down. <laughs> What's our role? Remain in me. You know, as long as I had that translator next to me, I was, I was pretty good. The second they walked away, I mean, the fruits of my four years of Spanish, my four years of C's in Spanish, the fruits weren't that helpful. Jesus says, remain in me. But I want you to hear something else, because this is really good. He doesn't stop there. He says, remain in me as I also remain in you. Pentecost, the Holy Spirit poured out on the church. I got good news for you. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God is walking with you every day. And it's not a matter of, of the Holy Spirit walking away from you because, because you're doing fine on your own. That doesn't happen. Remain in me as I also remain in you. We are called to stay connected to the vine and we have the Holy Spirit of the vine living in us. All we've got to do is not close ourselves off to it. Remain in me. The most important ingredient to being a fruitful Christian is our connection with Jesus Christ. I want you to hear that again. This is for you. No zeros. No zeros. The most important ingredient to being a fruitful Christian is your connection with Jesus Christ. You can study all you want. You can get voice lessons. You can do all that. If you're not connected to Jesus Christ, it's worthless. On the flip side, you could be the most uneducated, untalented. You could be like me. And if you're connected to Jesus Christ... You're going to bear fruit like crazy. Remain in me because our, our most important ingredient is our connection. So here's the rest. Um, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Listen to that again. Much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Anyone excited about that line? We get excited about stuff like that. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Anyone want a new car, new job? That's not what this is talking about. If you remain in me and I am in you, Ask whatever you wish. You know what I think this is saying? That if we're in tune with the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, what we want will be what God wants, and it'll happen. Whatever you want, it will be done for you if 
You are connected to the vine if you remain in me. I want us to not miss this last part because this is huge. Verse 8 is a key to all this. So Jesus is the true vine. The Father is the gardener. We are supposed to remain in Christ. But then verse 8 is really important. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Let me say this again. This is to my Father's glory. Sometimes we fall into the trap of thinking that when fruit comes, that it's for our glory. Did you know there's a, there's a podcast that's dedicated to the rise and fall of churches, the rise and fall of Christian movements? And you know what the problem every time is when a church falls? It's that we start to think this is about our glory, and we start to think that we don't need the vine. And every time we fail, Listen to me, I want Westchester Church, I want, I want this church, I want your family, I want your walk with Jesus Christ to be so electric and on fire that fruit is being produced right and left, but don't get confused. This isn't about us being great. This is about His glory. My prayer is that we will be producing fruit right and left for the kingdom for his glory, for the sake of the kingdom. So here's what I want you to do. Number one, stay connected. Number two, if you stay connected, you will see fruit. Number three, when you see fruit, I want you to glorify God. That fruit glorifies God. So here, I've got a homework assignment for you this week. This is pretty simple. Think about this question. What is it that you do that connects you closest with Jesus? What's happening when you are connected closely to Jesus? For some of you, that answer might be getting, getting by yourself and spending time in prayer. For some of you, that might be, um, you know, listening to sermons. What a great blessing that we can listen to sermons all week long. Don't you love listening to sermons? You guys are all awake today. This is pretty good. <laughs> for, for me, it's a lot of times at night when everyone else is in bed, if I turn on some worship music, and combine praying with listening to worship music, it's like a matter of seconds before I'm tearing up and I'm singing and I'm praising God and I'm experiencing a connection with the vine that's so rich. What is that for you? Could be reading scripture, could be serving somewhere. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to figure out what that is and I want you to practice that. If our job is to remain in the vine, then the best thing you can do is whatever it is, whatever it is that makes you closest to Jesus. I got good news. The Holy Spirit's going to help you with this. But there's a lot of other stuff we can get caught up. Some nights I get too busy and I'm watching TV shows, and, or some nights I stay up too late with the kids, and, and I forget to stay connected. Homework assignment this week, every day. What is it that connects you closest to the vine? Practice it. If we stay connected, we will bear fruit for God's glory. Let me pray with you. Father, I thank you so much for this church. I thank you for the wonderful people that are in front of me, the wonderful people that are online with us. I believe that your best days for this church are not in the past, but I believe it's only going to get better and better. But that doesn't happen because of my preaching or our singing or 
decisions, that happens when each and every one of us is closely connected to you. So, Father, I pray that through this series, you would help us to just, not to perform, but to just connect. Lord, I pray your spirit would urge us, help us to have moments where you're just calling us into worship and help us to be obedient to do that, even if it's midnight, even if it's first thing in the morning, even if it's in the middle of our workday, Lord. I pray that we would spend time in your word. I pray that we would spend time in your presence. And my prayer is that there would be no zeros. Lord, I believe you want to do great things in our church, in our families, in our lives. And that happens when we're connected to you. So we love you, Lord. Help us to be connected to you. In Jesus' name, amen.